verse 11 to, uh, today we are starting but I'll just give you a brief introduction about verse 10. In verse 10, Uddhava had asked questions to Krishna. He said, now all that Krishna had explained to him about Jnana Yoga, how different kinds of things happen when you see the world from a particular perspective. What are the things that are needed like say for example direct perception, logical deduction, scriptural testimony and personal realization. Then only you will understand the truth about everything. So this was explained and then he has said that you have to live in this world without attachment. So for normal human beings how it is possible. So he says so Uddhava had asked this question to Krishna. The spirit soul, you are talking about spirit soul on one side and you are talking about human beings on the other side. Now, if the spirit soul is considered to have perfect knowledge, absolutely perfect knowledge and the material body which we are physically having, this has absolutely no consciousness and living entity, then who is the one who is experiencing this entire phenomena? The material world that is there around us, who is experiencing this? And now, Krishna is going to answer that. So, we had done till verse 10. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 28, Jnana Yoga. This is an explanation to Uddhava. The spirit soul is inexhaustible, transcendental, pure, self-luminous and never covered by anything material. It is like fire. But the non-living material body like firewood is dull and unaware. So, in the material world, who is it that actually undergoes the experience of material life? I think the question is continuing. The reason is, it's a difficult question and the question is phased into two. The first part we did last time. So, this time he is saying, now Krishna you are saying that the spirit soul is inexhaustible. It is endless, inexhaustible, transcendental, pure. Now, transcendence. Transcendence means it can go beyond, beyond the three bodies, the gunas and all that, right? Pure, purity is there. We are impure beings because we are contaminated by the material worldly stuff around us. Self-luminous, luminosity is something which means is brightness around a person. Now, suppose if I have to shut off the lights, you will not be able to see me, right? So, it's a fact of life. But a luminous being can be seen anywhere. Now, this luminosity is not connected to physical being. It is connected to the spirit soul, Jivatma. It is not connected to physical being. The physical body has no luminosity. It is dull, drab and you know, has no color of its own. It cannot give light unless and until I put a lot of radium or uranium or something on my face and then you will see me even in the <laughs> in radioactive waves, right? But otherwise, you can't see me. You see, in the aircraft they say, now you follow this light, when the, when the aircraft is landing on water and there is no light, you can see the light below and follow it to the door. Two doors in the front, two doors behind, two doors in the center. They say these words, isn't it? So, it's exactly like that. So, you have to follow that. So, in luminosity, we are talking about brightness. We are talking about light which is coming from itself. Which means, self-effulgent knowledge. It is not about some color somewhere. Okay? Self-effulgent knowledge. How many people have self-effulgent knowledge? <laughs> Normal human beings have to 
let me think about it. You see, the whole point is if you ask them the question, they'll say, let me think about it and I will tell you the answer. Sometimes they don't know the answer. And sometimes when they know the answer, they will say it immediately. Why? They are recalling it from their memory. Self-luminous people don't have to think, oh, what is the answer? I Let me think about it. They are not saying like that. Then, never covered by anything material. Material bodies, we are covered. The spirit soul is covered by the material body. This is the physical body, isn't it? It is like fire. This is like fire. Fire is what? Fire is burning, no? Huh? Now, what is burning? The spirit soul, supposedly. See, here we are talking of two things. One is firewood and fire is burning. So, firewood is physical entity, physical. You can catch firewood. Can you catch fire? You try catching, you will get burnt. See? The whole point is that. So, in spirit soul, spirit soul is effulgent. It is like fire, like fire. Not fire, it's like fire. But the non-living material body is like firewood. It's dull and unaware. It is dull. You know, if you see the um, firewood, can you see some brightness in it or something like that? No. Unless and until you are watching a movie called Avatar. Okay. In that, even the woods are lighted up. See? We have to go to some planet where the woods are also lighted up like that. It goes up like that, the lights go up. But the firewood is not lighted by itself. You have to go and light it and then it will burn. So, you understand? It's a dull piece of wood. So, in this world, who is it that actually undergoes this experience of material life? So, who is undergoing this experience? So, in life, who is experiencing are you experiencing it? This question is extremely important to all of us. Do you know why it is important to all of us? You know, in spirituality, we are learning that the spirit soul is like this and you know, you are just a dream. You, you know, all those vague things we are learning so much, right? And we are saying, oh, you are only the spirit soul. You are not this human body. The human body is the material world and you are beyond that. You are that godly person. Everything that you are learning, I will ask you, do you have any proof of it? No. Every day you are going through your own problems. You see, every day of your life, you are getting up. When you open your eyes, you are saying, I don't want to get up. You know, like a zombie, you are saying, I don't want to open my eyes. I don't want to get up. Some people will refute me and they say, No, Guruji, I want to get up every day. No, <laughs> well, you are just telling me, reality says you don't want to get up. See, the truth is that. And then, if there is a chore, you know, all the work is lying around, you look at your own, you know, kitchen or uh, some such place and you say, Oh my God, there is so much of work. I should have done it last week. Or maybe, you know, if you have a maid servant or something like that, Oh, she has not come, you know. Now, all this is lying all over the floor. Why is it lying all over the place? I have to do it. It is so painful. These are stupid stuff. Okay. Have you ever brushed your teeth every single day with that, you know, enthusiasm? You take the paste. You know, like they show it in the movies and all. You take the, you know, brush and you remove the paste and you, you know, full paste from end to end. And then you take and you do it brushing like that. I mean, I don't think anybody in life will actually do those kind of things. We want to get on with it, you know, just like that. You just want to get on with it and then you have your morning beverage or whatever that you want to have and you just want to run. 
But then what do you want to actually do? If it is a day to go to work, I don't think there is a smile on the face. See, the idea is very little smile and to go to work. Okay, you land up at work also. First face that you may see, maybe your secretary or somebody like that, then you are happy. But otherwise, if you just imagine you meet your boss outside only. Uh, please, today, I, I think to, yesterday you were supposed to submit this and there you go over there. You really wonder why did this day have to start like this? See, the whole point is that. So, we are facing this. You know, this body is facing all the problems from the morning to the night. Are you not facing it? Some people have money problems. Some people have, you know, like <coughs> I am coughing away like this. I am saying, okay, fine. I am also having my issues. So, the question is extremely important. All your spiritual you keep on one side, sir. You know, Uddhava is telling Krishna, all your spiritual stuff, I it's all, all woozy in my head. I can't understand all that kind of stuff. Can you tell me who is the fellow who is experiencing it? The two aspects that you told, you know, one is this material thing, I am 100% with it. And all this spiritual stuff, mm, 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 nothing happens. So, who is this fellow? So, and Krishna is supposed to give an answer and that is where Jnana Yoga comes into the play. So, let us see what Krishna is answering him. So, verse 12 says, The Supreme Personality of God had said, As long as the foolish spirit soul remains attracted to the material body, senses and vital force, his material existence continues to flourish, although it is ultimately meaningless. <coughs> you see, the whole words are so... I mean, so finally, you, you know, if we were there in Uddhava's place, he said, okay, okay. So, now you are telling me, I am to blame. You know how we talk? <laughs> Immediately, the onus has come on us. So, I will immediately, re oh, you mean to say, I am to blame because I am that spirit soul who wants to live in this body? You are the fellow who has put that soul in this body. See, not me. I didn't ask for this existence. You, you see, the, our, our questions are so valid, isn't it? We really want to question him and say, you don't tell me. I didn't ask for this body. Okay. I would have rather gone in some princess died. Oh, she, she died. Okay. Can, can I put some other name? <laughs> the, the truth is, the onus is now back on us. See the whole point? Huh? So, what is he saying? Krishna is saying, as long as the foolish spirit soul, foolish spirit soul, I, I mean, we just now learnt in the last so many verses that the spirit soul cannot be foolish. Did we not learn that? Yeah, we learnt it, isn't it? He is not attached, he is like this, he is like that. But then foolish spirit soul means what? Did you get the point? He is saying the foolish spirit soul remains attracted to the material body remains attracted to the material body. Who is this person who is attracted to the material body? I want you to think very carefully. Who is attracted? The spirit soul is attracted to the material body. Try, try going on any of these Instagram or Facebook. Now, these examples have become very common. I will give you the old Instagram. Means 5000 years ago Instagram story also. I mean, that time that was another Instagram. So, I will come to that. First, let me tell you today's story. Have you seen people how they take selfies? You know, they are not satisfied with 1 megapixel camera, 2 megapixel camera or 3 megapixel. They want maybe a 100 megapixel camera. Can they see how I look? 
first and foremost you look like a monkey and on top of it you want a 100 megapixel camera to look better better monkey i mean just imagine who is interested in you but no i am interested in myself i want to see myself in instagram so i have to feel nice about myself so the the monkey says i want to feel nice about myself and so the monkey takes more photographs and then what happens and then we feel mighty pleased about it nobody has ever told you, you that you have a, a squint in your eye see nobody has the guts to tell you by the way first and foremost you have got a mole in the wrong place you have got a squint in the eye you are you know whenever uh, whenever i am sitting for the satsang chitti will tell me guru i have to buy you a trimmer i asked him why you don't know how to cut your mustache you know that no <laughs> so i say yeah yeah of course <laughs> Because you see, I have to see myself in the cameras, isn't it? So I got to look good is what he means. And I also will have to, yeah, I have to sit. Now, this is the foolishness of our being. We want to look good. For whom? For I, me and myself only. Now, have you ever been to a wedding or, you know, an evening party or something like that? Have you ever seen that? You know how much they deck up? If you have a wedding, you know the amount of decking up a person does from the clothes to the perfumes to the shoes to name it, everything is there. By the way, everybody is wearing a perfume over there. Nobody is going to recognize your perfume. Correct? Number one. Number two, everybody wants to dress in their most beautiful dresses of theirs. And everybody is competing with another person. They say, oh, I look good. What do you mean by you look good? The bride and the groom are supposed to look good. Isn't it truth? But everybody in the in the wedding hall wants to look good. For what reason? I have never seen. I, you, I am sure you understand that. And nobody cares for the bride and the groom. See, when you go for the photograph also behind, you, know, you will stand. You want to have a big smile in the photograph and you look at that bride and the groom. Those poor guys have been standing over there like fools for 5 hours, 6 hours trying to look. Isn't it foolish? And by the way, the photographer is also telling them, smile please. You know, say cheese. I mean, can you imagine saying a thousand cheese? You understand? A thousand cheese and thousand photographs. You have to look nice like this. It's better to have one, <laughs> one picture in front of you. One, uh, one, you know, one uh, mask in front of you. It's like that. So the foolishness is always there. We always like to go, look good, smell good, feel good, everything good, good. For what reason? For what reason? It's our ego is telling all that, isn't it? So coming back to this, he says, the foolish spirit, he gets attracted to the material body. You can name any person. I can challenge you one thing. You have seen the, you know, the picture of Albert Einstein with all those hair like this going all over the place. Next time when you go for your photograph, please, can you make yourself like that and go? I don't think you will want to go and take a photograph like that. You would rather dress nicely, put your, you know, hair in order and all that. Yeah. And by the way, forget about you. The photographer will insist on it. More than you, the photographer insists. Isn't it the truth? He wants to get paid, no? If you look like a monkey, you are not going to pay him. He will say it's your fault, right? So he, he ensures that you look good. So the truth is that who is this entity who is so foolish in nature and this is called the foolish spirit soul. Spirit soul is not supposed to have any kind of feelings or any kind of inferences. We cannot, we are not supposed to draw. 
But Krishna is telling you, the spirit soul is actually foolish. It is the truth in our life. We are thinking like the person in our front, in front of the eyes. I want you to think what I am saying. You see, you know there is a selfie mode. Selfie mode, you know, selfie mode in the camera, in your phones. Put it on and see for yourself what are you looking at. That fellow in that camera, you know, is doing like this. Oh, this, this, this angle is good. This angle is good. What is this angle that you are talking about? The angle is good for what reason? To delude other people. You got the point? And to feel nice about yourself. Most of the people in, in LinkedIn and all those other places, I tell you this much, you go to all the exec photographs, you know, C-level, they write over there, C-level exec, by the way. Go and see their photographs. They are more than 20 years old. Why? That person is having black hair. He looks, he's wearing a tie and a coat and a suit and everything and he's looking like that. But today, if you meet him in the middle of the street, you won't recognize him. He looks like one, you know, roadside fellow. Why? That's how they are. In reality, that is what we are. But what is it that we want to convey in the photograph? I look good. So, who is this who says I look good? It is the foolish soul which still lives in the past. Do you see the whole point? The spirit soul lives in the past. It is attracted to that old stuff. What is it attracted to? Think. The old people, I am sure you have met all old people in life. Those who are 80, 75, 80, 90 years old. You, have you met them? When you meet them, you know, they are not talking about now. Yes, if they talk about now, then they will talk about all the arthritis and all the enemas that they have taken. I don't know how many people know what an enema is. But they will tell you all the problems that they have in their world. But if you ask them otherwise, you know, when I was young, they are still talking about that far, far away. Whether they have Alzheimer's or not, their brain, their uh, mind has really Alzheimer's. Why? Their mind is still in the past. You know, Alzheimer's is a disease where you actually forget the present. You know that, no? And you live in some era which you don't even know much about. Some people become 16 year old when they are 80 year old. How is that possible? But in reality also, man lives in the past. You know, even today, if you are 30, 40, 50 years old, you think about it. What are you saying to the person in front of you? Are you not saying, you know, I could do anything in this world. I could do this and I could do that. Sir, you can do that was in the past. Today do. In the past, you could run for 6 kilometers, 10 kilometers. You could do marathons. Today, can you do? No. If you have to carry a 5 kg bag from the departmental store, you... <gasps> You are like this, you want to go to the car. You know, you want to call an Uber if you can. Or maybe you will want somebody to wheel the trolley for you also. Even the trolley wheeling is so difficult for that person. But he still believes that he is capable of doing. Who is this person who is telling you that? It is that foolish spirit inside. Which lives in the past. It is so much associated with that body. I could do this, I could do that. This is possible, that is possible. Sir, try it today. Can you give yourself... All the negatives in the world? No. You know, every time when the boss or somebody comes and tells you, you know, why can you not do this? I gave you this work yesterday. You didn't do it. In my days, you know, I could do anything. Why? And today is not your day. Are you not alive? You are alive. Can you do it today? Hmm. 
So this foolish soul is like that attached to the body. Senses and vital force. I, this is going slow. Let me tell you. Senses. Why is it attached to the senses? The attachment to senses is this. It is like this, you know. In my younger days, I would go to the gardens and pluck the mangoes from the trees. Today, whatever mango that is available in the departmental store is not good, I tell you. Why are you telling me about your past? Just now can you send me? This mango is good. Okay. You have diabetes. So you can't eat. You know, that is the reason why you are telling that this mango is not good. Otherwise, the mango was good. See, the whole point is that. I will, I will tell you how this whole world has evolved. Now, there is a place where I was born. That place is called Nagpur. Nagpur is in central India. N-A-G-P-U-R. Now, Nagpur is famous for Nagpur oranges. Nagpur oranges. Now, if you ask anybody. Now, I, I hardly stayed in Nagpur, by the way. So, I used to, I was there stationed for some time in PNG. But, coming back to this Nagpur story. If you ask any person about Nagpur, Nagpur oranges are the best. What? Today, if I go to the departmental store, there are oranges from Australia, New Zealand, America, Europe, South America, you name it, and China also. And you know how many varieties are there? And they are cheaper than their local oranges. Why? No. In my days, I used to have those oranges. Sir, come today, today, today. Maybe the oranges which have come from Chile are better. Why don't you believe in that? Don't live in the past. Live now. Tell me the truth. Which orange is better? That one or this one? No, in my days... The... Shh! Quiet. Tell me about now. Man doesn't want to believe in this. You know, the Kashmir apples were the best. Sir, what Kashmir apples are you calling? You know, out for... Today you have rose apples from Australia. Right? You have so many apples and so many names and you don't even remember half of the names. Correct? And each apple is crunchier than the other. So, you please compare with all your Kashmir apples in this world. So, in my days, don't tell me in your days. In your days, you had no choice. You had only one set of apples and you had no choice. Got the point? So, this foolish soul is actually attached to this body. The senses. You remember the senses? The eyes, the ears, the nose. Hmm? How many of the males remember a fragrance called Brut, B-R-U-T. People definitely remember that. <laughs> and there was a perfume called Intimate. Do you remember Intimate perfumes? Of course I remember Intimate perfumes. That perfume was the best. Sir, today we have not Intimate, we have a billion other perfumes. Can you not go from that Intimate to that Intimate please? No. That smell is stuck up still in 1947. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure you are not you are not born in 1947. What I mean is uh, the smell is still stuck up somewhere in the past. Your nose is still in the past. Can you understand that? And your eyes also. You will refuse to wear glasses because you don't look good. Can I wear my lenses? <laughs> Why? Because glasses glasses makes you look old. Right? Now, can I live in my past once again? So we have this habit of ours. So, I told you about the eyes, about the nose, ears. Well, in my heydays, you know, we had the beetles. Oh my God, today you have beetles. Today you don't have beetles. Right? You have Ed Sheeran's. Is Ed Sheeran better than beetles? 
can't compare. But still, you understand what I'm saying? You think Beatles would have beaten Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran is doing billion, you know, what I, I don't know, views on YouTube. You think Beatles can do that? Sir, can you leave the Beatles behind, somewhere behind? Come to the current? Hmm? So, if I come to the present day, yes, I have to say that. So, we who are foolish people get trapped in our senses also. Then, vital force. Sir, vital force is something which you need to understand. What is the vital force? You know, the vital force is something which you feel, you know, uh, I'm sure you remember in school days, you used to do mass drills and all, you know, drills and uh, you will go on march pass <coughs> and to the music and you will, uh, yes, and uh, well, you have done so many things. You have done in the ground, you could run, huh? you could jump over hurdles, hurdle, you know, uh, all those races that are there, play volleyball, play this, play that, so many things. Today? With the pot belly, I can't do even lifting a ball from the ground. Isn't it? But still you will say, you know, when I was young, I could do this. I could score so many. What do you mean by you could score so many? Don't talk about your past. Talk about your present. You can't score even, I mean, you can't lift the ball and you can't score a damn thing. And yet, this is our vital force. Where is it now? You see, if you walk up one stairs also, you know, one one floor, you are doing like this. You know that? Vital force. No vital force. Hmm? So, for vital force, there are lots of companies which will sell you vitality drinks. So, you like to drink them. And you think your vital force will be back. It never comes back, by the way. Never. You can get a little kick out of it. You know all those nice small cans that you get you open that and you drink it. It's an extra caffeine in it. That's it. Beyond that, nothing. After that, you will your vital force will go. So, this is it. His material existence continues to flourish, although it is ultimately meaningless. Now, you tell me, how many people want to hear your grandfathers and your grandmothers tell you what happened when they were very young? Do you know that one day that you visit them is a torturous day of your life? Or when you visit your parents, you know that? You want to run away in, in the moment you meet the Hi mom, hi dad, okay, Anna, I want to go to my room. What happened? Hi mom, hi dad and went to go, want to go to my room means what? Can you just sit around over here? Do you know last time when we were talking about that investment, mom, you don't understand that investment, you talk to the investment counselor, okay, he is going to discuss with me. I am not a person, I am in some other industry, you understand, I am in IT. Oh, you are in IT. I am so sorry. But I thought that last time you told me to go and talk to this person. I want to show you something. You know, all mothers, they start with this sentence. I want to show you something. And the daughter and the son who are standing, they, they say, oh my God. Now she is going to go back into her past and she is going to show me some bullshit. Okay, I will bear it. <laughs> you should see the expression on the face of the children. You know, like that. And that is exactly the expression. And when they start that tirade, you know, what is a tirade? You are just like that, you know. You never keep your stuff in place. Mom, don't start. You see the whole point? <laughs> mom is still in the past and you are still in the present and in your present. Mom doesn't fit. Neither does your grandfather, neither does your grandmother fit. The only time they fit in is when they are telling you, you know, 
Uh, we are doing this division of property. Will you come over? Of course, I will come over. Immediately, I will come over. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't have the time. See, this is what the whole thing is. And then you understand at the end of your life, when you are still thinking about what have you achieved? Now, whatever age you all are at, whether it is 25, 35, 40, 50, 60, or 70, or maybe 100 like me, so, stop at that moment and think, what have you achieved in life? Our life is meaningless. You are just like that pig who grew up in a pig pen. That's it. Maybe it became a burger. Yes, and you might have become a burger like this. Who knows? But this is our life. We are having meaningless life of ours. Right from the beginning to the end. We come to birth. We take birth. We want to become good children. Yes. What are you competing against? Nothing. Then you want to become good students. Then you want to become great employees. You want to become great husbands and wives. And at the end of life, nothing has remained. You might have become the president of the country or whatever might be the case. You know, when I was reading yesterday, day before yesterday, Mahathir Muhammad. I don't know how many of you actually know this person. He is 93 years old. He is 93 years old and Malaysian pre president. He was elected again. You know, something very strange happened to him a few, few years back. The entire committee over there in Malaysia, they said, this guy is very old. You know what we should do with him? We should throw him out. He's like a dead wood. Now, they were having his conclave in one place where they were discussing whether an old man like him is sane enough to handle a country. And he comes strutting in. You tell it to my face. Nobody had the guts to tell you that he is not capable and not fit. And today at the age of 93, this man has become a president once again. He's, or rather he is going to become the president. He has been elected. For what? Now can this 93 year old person think about in the past those 93 years and say, what have I done? The answer is going to be mediocre. You understand? Mediocre. Nothing. And this is the nothing answer which you have to not get into. Now, I'll ask you about these two guys. Great people, okay? Buddha is dying. And I ask Buddha, Sir, can you please tell me what have you done with your life? Or Jesus Christ, what have you done with your life? 32 years. In 4 years time alone, I started a religion, sir. Christianity. Isn't it? And Buddha will say, Buddhism. They have done something. They have changed the entire way of thinking of this mass, this mankind. Everybody. They have made a difference in this world. So, here Krishna is saying, this foolish soul gets attracted to this stupid, you know, imagery of your own, that material body, which is worthless. Nobody recognizes you outside your Facebook. You got it? Nobody, not a single soul outside recognizes you. Those thousand people or two thousand people who might be looking at your stupid face will say, Oh, he looks like a monkey. Can I go ahead? Every day I see monkey, donkey, you know, cats and dogs photographs. This also looks like one cat, dog, monkey, donkey, something like that. Nobody is going to like your face. Nobody is going to give you plaudits and say, you know, you are the greatest thing on planet or not a single soul. Just those few people around you and the moment you die, they will forget about you. Got the point? You are that foolish soul. Don't get attracted to this nonsensical life of yours. 
getting thinking no end of yourself you know that i know everything in the year 19 so and so i did this don't talk about that nonsense you talk about today eat the oranges today eat the apples today got it you will understand that your life is meaningless stop for that moment and think about it what is your life worth it is you know if i could add a multiple zeros i will add but one zero is sufficient z e r o think so krishna is telling uddhavadis actually the living entity is transcendental to material existence but because of his mental mentality of lording it over material nature his material existential condition does not cease and just as in a dream he is affected by all sorts of disadvantages a very important line for all of us actually the living entity is transcendental can we keep this line in cold storage now we are transcendental yes for this verse we will keep it in cold storage and we will understand to material existence but because of his mentality of lording it over material nature his material existential condition does not cease and just as in a dream he is affected by all sorts of disadvantages disadvantages you go to a chinese restaurant and the person keeps a chopstick in front of you and you look at the chopstick and ha ah, i can't eat with chopsticks can i get my fork and spoon and knife and all that yes 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 a chinese restaurant you are supposed to order no you can't do that your material existence is exactly like this foolish fellow eat with your hand you got a hand you know all your ancient fellows you know they ate with their hand you know that no and just think of yourself as from the stone age and what will you do you last for a fork or a knife no even the chinese ate, they didn't have chopsticks i think the only reason why they came up with chopsticks is because it must have been very hot and they can't catch it with their hand Ooh, so they would have come up with two long sticks can i hold it with two sticks and then put it in my mouth and maybe hold it like this do like this and then put it in the mouth i mean just imagine i want you to imagine how the chinese must have thought of chop- chopsticks it's exactly the point this foolishness is there with us so he says the material existential condition it never ceases we are so much losing ourselves in this is the way how i am what do you mean by this is the way how i am you used to shit in your pant also and today you are telling me i want my house clean i want my life clean i want this clean i want that clean but you are the same idiot who was doing all this nonsense earlier why are you being so hypocritical you understand a hypocrisy i wear good clothes sir you are you are naked and when you die also all your clothes may get burnt out or somebody is going to come and rob them well if you have some very fancy clothes they will sell them on ebay huh? but the point is this what are you talking about some people will say oh i used to look so good you know i put this and i put that today what are you doing all your skin is wrinkled like that it has become you look like a frog what you can get the all the best perfumes of this world or the you know makeup also the frog is anyway going to look like a frog only isn't it huh? it's not going to look like a prince no i am sure you know that story of the princess and that frog or something like that you will still like look like an ogre so this falsehood that we give to ourselves i am not going to change is wrong why because of the mentality of lording it over mentality how many mothers and fathers will say i never taught my son or my daughter like this don't you remember your heydays when you were young your children don't even care for you today 
they never call you, they never talk to you, they don't do anything and yet on top of it, you know, I taught my children so nicely. If you are so nice and your children were so nice, then they will talk to you every day. They will ask you, mom, dad, how are you? So you think your teachings are good? What, on, what nonsense are you talking? They don't give a damn to you. You should, I mean, you are, you are living in your past. So this is where he's saying, you know, mentality of lording it over material nature. That mentality which we have, the fixated mind which we think we have, you need to let it go. This world is dynamic and changing. What am I saying? This world is dynamic and changing. Don't tell me, yesterday you told me I have to do this. Today you tell me what I have to do. Today let us do this. I used to keep my desk clean and neat and everything was in place. Today look at these young fellows, the way they are sitting. They are sitting in their bed and they are using their laptops. But that is their way. What are you saying? I mean, you can't carry that huge PC of yours, you know, that personal computer on your bed and sit over there, can you? No, no. The next thing that we say you know, to our children is, why are you still in your phone? You Have you said these words? I'm sure, you know, you have said these words. Why are you still in your phone? Why are you lost in your phone? I am there sitting in front of you. You want attention? The phone is there. They are lost in it. That is their problem. Why are you thinking that you can change those people? You got the point? So you think you are here to change the people and change this entire outlook. But you yourself are the dirtiest person on earth. Oh, you don't know? You may not be addicted to the phone. Some people are addicted to mills and boons. Some people are, <laughs> you know, all the serials. You look at all these old people around you, you will understand what I am talking about. They have their fancies, isn't it? Everybody has their fancy. And yet they think that the conformity of the new generation has to be there. They have to conform. You talk about cooking. You know, cooking is such a beautiful thing. I am sure, you know, you will say, my mother's cooking was the best. So ask yourself this question. Your mother's cooking was the best? Yes, now I also make very good food. Is it? I want you to question yourself this one thing. You make good food? The answer is, yeah, I make good food. Have you learnt it? Not when your mother was there. No. You never stood a thousand times next to your mother and actually helped her. You never did that. You don't know how to hold even a knife today. So you watch all those people on television and YouTube and think that they are going to teach you. All those cookery programs that are there, I am sure you know all this, you know, chef, this, that. And you think that is what they are teaching you. No, you don't even know how to cook rice. I challenge any person on this earth, do they know how to cook rice? And the answer is, well, I just put it in the cooker and I put it on. Now tell me your grandmother had cooker. She had gas, natural gas, you know, the one that you have. No, she neither had gas, she neither had the cooker, but yet her rice tasted the best. Then what is the difference? So you tell me, have you learnt it from her? The answer is no. Even to cook rice, you don't know. How to knead the dough? You know, kneading the dough, how important it is? You know, kneading the dough. You put it in the machine and go like that and yes, it is kneaded. I am sorry. Do you know how to knead the dough? Have you ever a thousand times, thousand times means, you know, three years. You understand what I am saying, no? Thousand times, even if I say thousand times, three years total. Or maybe six years, if you do it half the time. 365 days are there, isn't it? And you have lived with your mother for many years or your grandmother. So can I say thousand times? 
So have you been next to your grandmother a thousand times to see how she needs the dough? No. And so how can you say that you know? So don't tell your children you don't know how to cook. Because what you know, what you know is one tenth of what your mother knows. Please understand this. And your mother knows one tenth of what her mother knows. Got the point? The natural way of doing things. And your daughter and your son will know one tenth of what you know. So why are you holding them responsible? Did you understand what I am saying? So if they are lost in their phones and they are doing something in their phones, let them be. During your time, there was no cell phone. And I am sure you would not have seen a message on those dial-up phones. There was no methodology at that time. Yes, emails also had come in at that time. But what about e email to log into some Yahoo or some such kind of Hotmail? You remember Hotmail was there and email Yahoo was there and I don't remember all other things that were there. But yeah, when you used to log in and try to look at your emails, it was a great thing. But your father, he has not even seen the computer by the way. The only time that he saw the computer was when he was retiring. And he was so scared of the computer, he said, I don't know what's going to happen to this world now. You know, this is what your father said. I don't know what's going to happen to this world now. This All these computers have come and everybody is going to lose the job. Do you remember these words? Everybody is going to lose, lose the job because the computers have come. Now today, what are we talking about? All the youngsters, what are they talking about? Everybody is going to lose the job because of automation. Okay? Artificial intelligence. We are also saying the same thing. Right? The children are also saying the same thing. They are also talking of losing the job because of artificial intelligence and all those mechanized stuff. We also said the same thing when we saw all the new newfangled stuff during our time came come in. Our forefathers, our grandfather also said the same damn thing. And yet we think we are talking such great philosophy. Don't try to teach philosophy to others. Don't try to correct them, you know, like, you know, you need to do this this way. You are still living in the past. Don't live in the past, live in the present. I would need the dough. Today the person will say, what needing the dough? I, I don't have to go to the flour mill. You went to the flour mill. You know, earlier time we had flour mills. Isn't it? Grist mill as we call it. Today where are the grist mills? They are nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Very few of them somewhere. And you want to take photographs over there. Why? Because nowadays nobody sees these mills around. Now everything comes from where? General mills. See, I told you. <laughs> so, we don't even know where the wheat comes from. We don't know where the flour comes from. We don't even know. I don't want to know. Why? I eat pizza. Where does that come from? It is still the same dough, but <laughs> I don't want to know. Why? I don't care. So, today's day and age, this funny part is also there. Now, see, age-wise, I will tell you, my grandfather will say, we had everything made in pure ghee, grandfather is saying. Father will say, we made everything in pure vegetable oils. Huh? And that uh, earlier they had the uh, daldas and all that. What do you call that? Um, you know, that thick and stuff. What are you going to tell? You see, everything that we do, we have from these butters and the cheese that we have on the table. The table butters. Okay, table butters. What is the next generation going to say? You know how many names of cheese they have? You can make an entire dictionary out of it. You know? <laughs> that, is a, that is the name of cheese that they have. 
and you are going to get lost in that. I, uh, during my time, there was only one kind of cheese. I know that because my mother used to make it. Today, how many cheese are there? Oh, I brought this from Italy. Sir, if you buy from Italy, Italy, Italy makes only 10,000 different cheeses. Which type you are getting it? You know the blue veined one? Everything is blue veined. Which one? So the idea that the younger generation doesn't know, please don't, don't say that they don't know. Their method of putting the cheese is very simple, tuck, 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 like that and they are finished with it. They are not bothered about vegetable oils. They are not bothered about the pure ghees that are there. They say, I care two hoots for it. Food habits, you know food habits? I'll tell you food habits. Now just now I told you about the cooking material or the ghee, you know, that fat that we use. Now I will tell you about vegetables. Grandfather says, we all ate potatoes. Why? That was the only thing available. You know, have you ever been to a restaurant where they serve rosti? You know rosti? Huh? Why? Because that was the only thing available. Our forefathers made rosti. Rosti is what? You take potato, you peel it, you scrape it and then it is cooked. That's it. Into one big flat stuff. And then you eat it. I mean, come on. It's potato. So my forefathers said, you don't know what is rosti. Okay. Then the next generation came. They put a little rice in it. You understand the rice that is there? Fragrant rice in it. And then they changed it into something else. Huh? And they called it by some other name. Brito. Ah, sorry. Burrito. <laughs> some call it Pela or Paela or whatever. That I don't even know. Ah, something like that. Some name. And in India, rolls. You understand rolls. They call it rolls. You go to Calcutta or you go to Bombay, they will still try to sell you those rolls. They will put all kinds of stuff inside one, uh, one chapati, you know, chapati. And they will give it to you and they say, this is a roll. Okay. So, those who are 50s and 40s and, you know, 60s, they will talk of these rolls. They will talk of these paellas and all that nonsense. Okay. The younger generation, the 30s, you know what they will say? The only thing that I know is I know fast food. So what is that guy who was eating rosti is going to say? Fast food? Horror! That is not good. It is not good for you. And then the next generation says, I only eat greens, you know. Oh, you have become what? A cow or a goat that you are only eating greens? I eat only greens. You see, I read in this thing and I read in that thing and the greens are very good for my health and for the fiber and for this and for that. Okay. So, you have heard about all this. What is the next generation going to say? Every generation is going to talk like this and the previous generation is always going to find fault with it. So, do you understand this? Material existential conditions. This is what they are and they do not cease just as in a dream. He is affected by all sorts of disadvantages. These are called disadvantages. I hope you understood this verse. We are still fixated in our nonsensical world. We don't want to change. We don't want to adapt. We don't want to do anything. We think I know best. You got the point? Now do you understand where the fixation of your that foolish spirit soul is? Your foolish spirit soul is still fixated in that damn thing that you have thought that you know so well. That is the worst part. The word for all this is change. And Krishna is going to come to that word very short. So I will stop over here. So take care.